Good morning, everybody. Jared Taylor says, good morning, everybody. So does Neil. Good morning. We're glad to have you tuned here on the day before Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, if that's an appropriate greeting to you. If it isn't appropriate, hey, wear it anyway. It's okay. It's a time to be happy. And happy Juneteenth for the first time ever. We can officially welcome you that. So uh, I grew up in Texas, and uh, pretty much all my life I've known what that was about. So, But I didn't realize that it was uh, Galveston that, that got us into that. So it's been a good history week also. Glad to have you tuned to the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. I emphasize, well, I don't want to emphasize lawn because I know where that's going to take me, and garden hour and landscape hour and houseplant hour, urban horticulture. That's what we talk about here for the next almost an hour. So uh, anyway, give me a call, won't you please? Live, 888-256-1080. Kind of warm across Texas. I guess we have a cold front coming through uh, in the next uh, 48 hours. And let's just hope that it uh, it holds itself together and, and gives you a little relief uh, for all of the state. I think we could use that. Nice to have a little breather for even for a day or two. A little bit of rain, even for a day or two. That would be nice. Humidity for a day or two. Yeah, well, you can keep that part of it, but uh, that comes with the rain. Um, but anyway, give me a call, won't you please? I can help you with anything on your mind in landscapes, lawns, fruit and vegetable gardens, whatever it is. 888-256-1080. I want to get one thing out of the way before we go into the program. And, and Jared, you might tune in on this because I'd rather not turn this into the St. Augustine hour. That's why I backed off that lawn and garden hour emphasis at the beginning. This time of year, every call turns into a St. Augustine diagnostic call. Please let me walk you through this, and this might be of help to you if you have St. Augustine. St. Augustine, like a lot of our friends, I've been using this analogy now for two or three years, has developed a lot of problems, a lot of baggage, and part of that baggage is now being shared with zoysia. So don't think that you just need to dump St. Augustine for some other grass, even Bermuda now that we're growing it side by side by side by side across much of Texas. Even it has its problems. And diagnosing turf grass problems is kind of difficult on a, on a phone call, which is what a talk show is. But let me explain the St. Augustine problems because they are first and foremost. They cause most of the phone calls to my program uh, of, of turf grass nature. Let me explain these and see if this helps you at all. Number one to show up in the spring is take all root rot. Take catch. Take all root rot. It is a cool season disease, a fungus. It will show up in most of Texas in April and May, early May. By the time it gets hot, it kind of abates. Here's what it looks like. Please pay close attention. It will show up as yellowed areas in your lawn. Just across the lawn, it looks like somebody just kind of washed. You know how, you know how a sunset on high clouds will wash pink across the clouds? That's how the yellow is across the green lawn in April and May across St. Augustine. And that's take all root rot. And it will attack zoysia also. Take all root rot, T-A-R-R. It attacks the roots. And when you pull the grass out, you find that it has short, dark roots. They're not healthy looking. They're very, very short, very dark. And with a magnifying glass or a... Uh, any kind of low power magnification, you can see the 
the, the fungal strands on the roots. I don't want to go there because people say, I think I see it. And they get all excited, and it may or may not be that. But you can see the short roots. These don't look right, and they're really dark brown. Uh, good, healthy grass roots should be creamy white and, and very vigorous and flesh and, and plump. All right, that's take-all root rot. And those areas just don't look right, and the grass gets thinner and thinner. Sun or shade, doesn't matter. That's in April, early May. might be March in South Texas. It goes away in the summer. Next on the line comes up gray leaf spot. That's another fungus. And I'm going to tell you right now that both of these diseases are controllable with the same fungicide. And there's a third disease that also is, and that's brown patch, which is usually an autumn disease. Hope you're paying attention to this because I don't want to take calls on these things today. I'm trying to do this all at once because I know otherwise I'll get call after call after call. I've been around this block a few times. All right, remember at the beginning it said most tenured garden talk show host in America. Around this block a few times. All right, a gray leaf spot showed up about, a take-all root rot appeared in the late 90s. Gray leaf spot, 10 or 15 years before that was when I found out about it. And it also causes those yellowed areas, sun or shade. But when you look at it, the grass looks like you dripped, dropped, boiling water on it because you have these these spots on the leaves they look nasty and they're they're gray brown they have uh, they're diamond shaped and they are really gray brown spots the size of bb's on the blades and sometimes on the runners and the grass dies it gets thin and it dies there's healthy green grass right there next to it uh, five feet away but this area uh, here that I'm looking at looks terrible, and it has the gray leaf spots on the blades. And uh, that is gray leaf spot, and it is exacerbated by nitrogen. You say, well, it looked yellow, so I put nitrogen on it, and it just got worse. Well, that's how I found out about it. I talked to my, my very good lifelong friend since Little League Baseball, Dr. James McAfee, the late Dr. McAfee, who was a wonderful turf man for the Extension Service. And he said, Neil, did you fertilize this recently? Yeah, I did, Jim. He said, well, that's your problem. It gets worse after nitrogen. It's a fungus. And quit feeding it in the summer and uh, use a fungicide. And we'll come back and tell you the fungicide for both of these diseases and then brown patch in a minute. All right, so that's the second of the problems that shows up on St. Augustine. And that will show up. In most of Texas, after mid-June, and in most of North Texas, uh, the northern half of Texas, after the 1st of July, when it really gets hot. We're getting there now. All right, third problem, chinch bugs. They've been around since uh, the 1950s. I remember the Houston Post writing a story. Maydell Flagg wrote a story on chinch bugs. I took the Houston Post. My mom and dad did, and I looked at that garden section like a kid would wait for a comic book to come out of the new baseball cards i waited for the garden section and i remember reading about chinch bugs coming in from cornfields and getting into saint augustine and sure enough the next year they moved from houston to college station where i was growing up and uh, they are always in the sun always in a hot dry part of your yard the grass looks dry when they're there you water it it doesn't respond you say well it didn't work What's wrong with this grass? I water, and it's still dry. 
I water again, it's still dry. You get down on your hands and knees and you can see the little black insects. Again, they are BB sized. Black wings with white diamonds on their wings. Diamonds, again, come into the play. And they're about the size of BBs. And you'll see some little uh, nymphs, uh, the baby chinch bugs that are red. And they're all flitting around down there on the ground, around the runners. And you'll find them most active at the area right where the grass is starting to die. Not in the dead areas. They've killed that. They'll be right at the area that's beginning to go downhill. There are lots of insecticides that will kill chinch bugs. They'll come back to the same spot every year because it's still the same hottest, driest part of your yard. Against the curb, out in the middle of the lawn, in the sun, wherever. That's chinch bugs. And the fourth problem that people get confused with is brown patch. Brown patch is another fungus. It normally shows up in cool weather in the fall. And it will be circles. It shows up in circles, and it attacks the blades of the St. Augustine right where they attach to the runners. When you pull on the blades, they come loose easily from the runners. Remember, no other thing that we've talked about comes loose from the runners. Uh, All the others have other symptoms. So that's brown patch, and the, the patches will be 18 or 20, 22, 24 inches across. They'll get bigger, and they'll 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 meld together, coalesce, until you can't see them as circles, but they start out as very distinct circles. And that usually happens with the first 60-degree weather and moisture in September or October, sometimes in November. That's brown patch, and it's a fungus, and you can treat with the same fungicide I'm going to mention in a moment. It only attacks the blades, so it normally doesn't kill the grass. I put all of that aside, and let me tell you that this year, more than any time I've ever seen in 50 years of doing this, of of working for Extension and doing commercial radio, this year I saw Brown Patch jump the winter, cold as it was, and show up again in the spring. And it was there getting the St. Augustine spring, those same very distinct circles. By the way, brown patch also attacks uh, other types of grass, including zoysia and especially fescue. But those same very distinct circles. For all of the diseases, you can use one fungicide at the appropriate time, and that would be azoxystrobin. The only company that has it in their product line yet is Scott's as Disease X. This is not a long infomercial for Scott's. It's just they're the only company that has it. Heritage is the commercial product, but it's azoxystrobin, A-Z-O-X-Y-S-T-R-O-B-Y-N, B-I-N, I think it is. And that is, uh, that's sold as disease X. So that's, that's everything I can tell you about St. Augustine. No point in calling. I wanted to get that out of the way. I haven't done that for a year, and I just thought I'm going to do it. Today is my day. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Garden. If there's anybody left listening, <laughs> let me give you a message. Uh, and let me give you the phone number right now because there, have been, uh, there are a lot of people listening. I know there are. Uh, here is the phone number, and uh, it's time to open up those phone lines. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. The rest of the program will be devoted to your calls. 
1080. First call will be Martha in San Angelo in just a moment. Niels Ferry's Lone Star Gardening is my latest book, and the latest special will run out after Father's Day, after tomorrow. So if you want this special, which is a very special special of $5 savings, you need to order today or tomorrow. Your time is gone. It is what I called the pre-printing special because that's when we began it. Well, the book has been printed. I've taken second delivery on it. It went through Mother's Day. That's when the prime time of it was. And I decided I will hold it through Father's Day, equal opportunity for both genders. And so it's over after tomorrow. If you need to get it and say, hey, Dad, I bought you this book. It won't be here for a few days. I'll be glad to help you. Niels Perry's Lone Star Gardening, 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs, 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is the calendar, 48-page calendar, telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. All that information on St. Augustine's right there. And a lot more. Chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Now, the book will be $36.95 plus tax and postage. I got a book given to me as a just as a garden writer the other day. Not one photo in it, not on any kind of quality paper. And it was printed outside the United States. Mine is printed in San Antonio. And that thing was $34.95. Mine is $36.95, but even better than that, if you order it today or tomorrow, it will be $31.95. You have to order it on my website. That's your only way now. The uh, calling my office uh, opportunity is gone because you need to order before midnight tomorrow night. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I'll sign your copy for you. I'll be signing tonight and tomorrow night so we can get them in the mail Monday. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Not on Amazon, not in stores. Satisfaction guaranteed. 65,000 copies sold, signed, and mailed, and not one request for a refund yet. Here is the way you can order. It's at neilsperry.com. Order now. Chance disappears. It'll still be available, but at $36.95. Now it is $31.95. That's at uh, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. The 1930s were difficult times for America. The country was in the Great Depression. Jobs were scarce. But hopes remained high. It was during that time that Mueller started making metal products back in the 1930s. That's right. They are 90 years old. The Mueller name is known across the South as having the finest in quality steel and workmanship. Mueller and its products understand what it means to weather the storm. A Mueller metal roof is made to last and to protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather that we're accustomed to in our area. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rain, hail, snowstorms where they happen. That's a lot longer than a conventional roof. If you want peace of mind for the future, choose a metal roof for your home, a roof that's been made by Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com to learn more and to find a location near you. Or you can give Mueller a call at 877-2-Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. That's Mueller. They're made in America. And they are made to last. MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after this message. <laughs> 
All right, let's give that number one more time. We could use a couple more calls. Martha in San Angelo will be coming up first, 888-256-1080. We're live today on the day before Father's Day. As I said at the outset, happy Father's Day weekend. And then we'll have Ray and Brenham. So there we go. Let's go to Martha in San Angelo, first call up. Martha, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, and thanks for taking my call. Thank you. I have a question about our freeze in February. We have... Um, a lot of Japanese legustrums that are probably 30 years old and were doing fine. And then after the freeze, of course, it wasn't a surprise that we lost them. However, uh, when we cut them down, they had holes in the middle of the trunks. Mm-hmm. And now they're starting to come back from the base. Uh, or from the wherever they're coming from. But anyway, my question is, what caused that? Is that normal? And will our ones coming up suffer the same fate? But they when were, you say holes, you're talking about just a cylinder right in the center of the trunk? Yes. I, I've seen that when I, I – I'll tell you where where I stand on, on Japanese ligustrum. And I'm also going to tell you something for, for everybody's – just to admit – I have I have been in this business all of my life since my teenage years, and the ligustrums have been the most confusing group of plants for their common names and for their scientific names. We know that there is privet, the privet hedge, but even it has two or three different species involved. And then we have waxleaf ligustrum, the common landscape shrub that's been used for 50 years in, in Texas. And then we have Japanese ligustrum, which is glossy privet, um, or why they're, they're, they've just, they've crossed the names over. So it's really, I know what you're talking about. If we just would call a Japanese ligustrum, I'm going to describe this plant to everybody listening. So there'd be no confusion to Martha and to Neil. Japanese ligustrum is the tallest of all of these. It gets 20, 25 feet tall. It has the big clusters of very dark purple fruit. And, uh, it has large leaves that would, uh, uh, oh, they're two to three inches long and would, would cover the palm of most people's hands. Not especially glossy, a little bit. Nothing like waxleaf ligustrum that we see. And, and waxleaf ligustrums have clusters of fruit, but the fruit is not, not viable. It's small and not very plump. And so, but for some reason, the botanists feel like they have to monkey with the names. All right. Japanese ligustrums when, and, and are extremely invasive in the eastern half of Texas. And I realize I know San Angelo very well, very, very well. And I know they're not going to be terribly invasive once you get out of out into Tom Green County. Uh, but in, in your city, they'll probably come up in everybody's yard. Um, and the invasive plant people just pull their hair out and scream at us for having it, Martha. Where you are, that's a matter of personal preference. Uh, but you try to grow that thing in East Texas, and and uh, they are unhappy with, with you. I, I have to spend uh, a good bit of money. We have 11 acres, and a neighbor has it. They've now... Uh, both of them have passed away, but even before that, they let it go wild in, in, in their acreage, and the birds planted it in my pecan forest, so I'd have to hire people to grub it out every year, and, and uh, in areas where I wanted it to stop erosion, I'd let it grow and would cut it off at about two feet just so it wouldn't produce fruit, and I saw those, those central, I guess it's the pith of the wood, 
that was hollow. I've seen what you're talking about. It's a normal occurrence. There is your answer. You had to wade through all of that mess to get to your answer. But, yes, it's it's normal, and you don't have to worry about that. And where the, the uh, sprouts come up, they'll have it too, but it's nothing to worry about. Okay. Well, I just I thought it was unusual. I'd never, I've never cut them down. You didn't have and to we, cut them, or you would have seen it before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And we're out in the country, so. Um, yeah, I know. I get that, and and the reason I say all of that stuff is the hate mail that comes in. If I say anything kind about that or Chinese tallows, uh, you have a beautiful collection of um, of water lilies there in town, the yeah. world collection of water lilies. And and that was very upsetting to the invasive plant people because there are places in the world where some of those species can invade. And, oh, come on. Yep, so, I understand. Yeah, I'm glad you do. Some don't. <laughs> I know. I yeah. know. Well, you've answered my question. I appreciate I it. I did more than that. I wore you out. I appreciate your no. call. Happy Father's Day. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye-bye. All right. I, I really want to stay middle of the road on it, folks, but we have to be practical. A plant is only invasive if it if it can be invasive in an area. Um, if there's absolutely no way that in the middle of an arid area that a, a wetland plant's going to be invasive, it's really not much of a problem. My theory, I, don't, don't send letters, please. Don't post on my Facebook page. I don't think you can right now. Facebook has messed up their page so badly. Right now they're transitioning something. I haven't figured out what. I can't I can't answer questions on my Facebook page like I have for 11 years because nobody can post on it. There's no place for community right now. Uh, phone number is 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Ray and Brenham, wait on me because I need to catch myself up from that uh, that. Uh, mass of St. Augustine information I put out there, and I'll come right to you. Let me uh, get to my next uh, break, which would be to tell you about Neil Sperry's eGardens, my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer directly to your email box every Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m., uh, like two minutes after 6 p.m. I really enjoy writing eGardens. I, I want it to look uh, not so much in in physical appearance, but in content, like an old-fashioned garden section in the morning in the uh, in the uh, paper. I used to tell you, I, I told you about uh, getting up in the morning and looking at the Houston Post when I was a kid because that's where their garden section was on Saturdays, and I poured over that when I was a kid, a teenager. That was just that was what I read, and I want you to read eGardens in that same context. Um, five stories each issue. I write almost all of them. Diane Sitton writes a beautiful story each month. Stephen Shambly wrote one two days ago that was a, a, a poem on who names these plants. And he was talking about the plants that probably got named by men since it's Father's Day. He worked so hard on that. I hope you'll look at it. If you don't subscribe, I'll tell you how you can look at it. But uh, eGardens is available by your signing up. We have 75,000 people who get it each week. I also have a um, featured plant each week. I also have a question of the week or two. And I also have gardening this weekend where I point out the things you need to get done in your landscape and garden in that week. That's what eGardens is all about. 
Here's how you can see the latest issue and how you can sign up. Go to neilsperry.com, same website that you use to buy my latest book, only place you can buy the book, only place right now. And remember, that special go, runs out after tomorrow night. That's at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Click on the eGardens tab, and you'll see the issue from day before yesterday, and you'll see how you can sign up. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. Thank you, Kelly. Yes, please call now. This is going to be a, an interesting weekend. I imagine lots of dads are out there, uh, whatever they're doing, getting ready for Father's Day. 888-256-1080. I don't know what dads do to get ready for Father's Day. 888-256-1080. Let's uh, go to Ray in Brenham. Ray, this is Neil. Good morning. Yeah, dads just relax and go with the flow. Oh, that's good. We've got a lot of buzz on your phone line. How can I help you? Uh, uh, I've got some cedar elm trees that are about uh, 12 years old, and we've got random limbs that are being uh, actually taken off. It looks like they've been sawed off. Uh, All right, let me let me interpret for folks because your phone is is really staticky. Uh, ha- and I, before I do that, I want to ask you just really quick, short answer. How long are these twigs or branches? About eight foot long. Okay, that is major. He has a cedar <laughs> elm with uh, with eight foot long branches that are being randomly sawed off. I have no idea what would do anything on something that long. So they are an inch to two, two to three inches in diameter. Right. I have no earthly idea what would do that. You're going to need to get a... Ray, I really can't take much dialogue back and forth because your phone line is so bad. It's not really airworthy. Let me... Let me put have uh, uh, Jared put you back on hold. Maybe he can get your number and call you back and see if we can establish establish a better phone connection. It is... I can hardly understand you. So, Jared, if you would try that, and, and I'll, I'll uh, wait to see if you can do that. Um, in the meanwhile, folks, if you would like to call, we'd love to hear from you. And I'll try to help, and I'll try to generalize an answer if, if we can't reach him any other way. 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Loan and Garden Hour. Please call right now. 888-256-1080. Let me get a break out of the way, and, and that would uh, uh, get us a little bit of time to reestablish. My book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, this is the last time that I will give you this offer, and uh, so if you're going to react to it, you need to do so immediately. It is the book that has everything that I have learned in my career all put between two covers, two hard covers. The book was printed in San Antonio at Clear Visions and, and bound at Universal Book Bindery, the only book bindery of its kind in the state of Texas. I wanted it to say Texas, not some foreign country on it when I, when I uh, selected. I know that it, uh, I know that it uh, ran the risk of not making maximum dollar for Neil when I did that. 
I wanted to keep the price as low as I could for you. You go into any bookstore. When you get your copy of the book, you go into any bookstore and compare this to any other book in that bookstore. And I think you'll see that my book is is two-thirds or half the price of any comparable book with 840 photos or any number of photos, even close to that, 300 photos, and uh, on the quality of paper and a hardback and printed in the United States, and you'll see this is a value. Now, beyond that, this book has 11 chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor landscaping, lawns, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening for the whole state of Texas. Chapter 2 alone will pay for this book. It's a 48-page calendar of critical gardening tasks, month by month. It's uh, four pages per month of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants that you're working so hard to grow. It's written for the entire state, every county in Texas. The book will be $36.95 plus tax and postage, and that alone is a real deal. But for right now, through tomorrow night, it is $31.95, and it'll be a signed copy mailed to you Monday or Tuesday, depending on how, how quickly I can get them signed. And, uh, and satisfaction completely guaranteed, or I'll offer you a full refund, no questions asked. I've made that offer all the way through. We've sold 65,000, almost 66,000 copies now, and not one request for a refund yet. That's pretty good assurance that you're going to be happy with this book. It's not on Amazon. It's not in stores. It's too late to call my office to take advantage of this special. The only way you can is to order it from my website. If you don't get online to order things, find somebody who can do that for you at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. I've had this offer going on now for two months, and it will expire tomorrow night. NeilSperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. I'll have more after these messages. Thank you, Kelly. We never could get a better line established with Ray when when uh, Jared went to him. The line had, had dropped completely, so I think he must have gone out of his cell phone range. But I'll try to answer uh, he he said he had cedar elm, a cedar elm tree, and large nine-foot-long branches were being cut off like they had been cut off. They were dropping. And I thought he was going to say twigs because I, I have cedar elms on my property, and little twigs four or five inches long will drop, and that's birds or squirrels that are just nibbling at them, but not nine feet. And... And and to be severed like that, that almost has to be girdled um, by a wire or something that has has completely uh, girdled the the wood and caused it to die and then dry and drop. Um, I'd have to see it. And if Facebook will ever get my Facebook page fixed, I have what is called a fan page. That's the way it was set up 11 years ago. And it's a business page with 120,000 people on it now, or 102, however they count them now. But anyway, um, that would be a good place to post a photo so I could see what he means by cut. But uh, there's no way to post photos right now. So anyway, we just kind of keep an eye on that, and maybe there will be a way eventually. That's the only thing to array that I can come up with on the limited amount of facts that I could 
get out of the staticky phone call. Bruce is in Navasota. Bruce, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, sir. It's an absolute honor to speak to you. Thank you very, very much. How can I help you? Um, well, you know, we've gotten enough rain down here uh, in the last month and a half or so to last us all year. <laughs> and uh, if you listen real quietly, you can hear the grass growing. Uh, I bet. So I, I don't get out there to cut it as much as I should. What is the purpose of the seed on St. Augustine grass? In what respect? Do you mean why does the bo- grass bother to produce it? Yes, because it doesn't grow more grass, does it? No, most of that seed is infertile. Uh, there are lots of plants that um, uh, produce infertile seeds. Seedless watermelons do. I mean, uh, strawberries uh, okay. do. Uh, the seeds, the fruit, are on the out, out, outer part of the strawberries. Um, it's just a, a vestige of, of things um, from history. Um, there was a company many years ago, 30 years ago, 35, that offered St. Augustine seed. You could get a, uh, I think it was about a half-gallon jug of St. Augustine seed. And those of us in the business were saying, please, whatever you do, don't try that. You don't know what you're getting. It was St. Augustine, but it wasn't. Uh, and so there is viable St. Augustine seed in the world, but the varieties that we have are not, uh, don't produce viable seed. It's just it's just a vestige, and they'll bloom. The plants will bloom for uh, three or four weeks, and then they'll be done with it. Okay. Well, thank you very much, sir. You betcha. Appreciate the call. Uh, let's see where we are. Let me, uh, Sam in Rockport. I'll I'll help you with crabgrass. Let me get this last break out of the way, and then we will do that. My website, folks, is neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, and that is where you get that uh, great offer uh, on my book, the 3195 instead of 3695 offer until tomorrow night. That's when it goes away. It's also where you sign up for my free electronic newsletter called eGardens. It's also where you can find answers to my 1001 frequently asked questions. It will not include an answer to why does St. Augustine produce seed head in the first place? I've never been asked that question before, so it didn't qualify. But you will also find archived information on Rose Rosette virus, and a crepe myrtle bark scale, and a lot of other things. I hope you'll take a look at my website, neilsperry.com. You'll find a lot of useful information there, n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y.com. Why pay every month for a temporary storage facility when you can own a Mueller building? Mueller. M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Mueller's backyard buildings are easy to assemble. They're affordable, and they offer a permanent storage solution right there in your own backyard. With a variety of sizes available and more than 30 colors from which to choose, their backyard building kits complement any home or landscape. And if your equipment requires even more storage space, Mueller's standard series buildings are ready to go to work for you. They're fabulous. From workshops to big barns, these pre-engineered, bolt-together buildings come in a variety of size and color options. You can also visit them online at MuellerInc.com to get a free, customized building estimate. While you're there, click on their color selector tool to make choosing the perfect combination of colors an easy decision. To find out more about Mueller Steel Buildings and Metal Roofing, call 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877 877- 
877-268-3553 or visit them at MuellerInc.com, 877-268-3553, MuellerInc.com. More after this. Thank you, Kelly. And we have time for maybe another call beyond Sam. I'll give it a try. If you're willing, I'm willing. It's 888-256-1080, 888-256-1080. Jared Taylor has been screening calls and running the boards for me this morning. I'm grateful, very grateful for him. Let's go to Sam in Rockport. Sam, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, quick question. Yes, sir. Crabgrass. I've got some. It's not overly abundant but can i kind of semi do i have to pull the whole root or can i just kind of hit it with a shovel kind of semi-deep and pull it up that way all right if you have true and and this is in your lawn you mean yes sir all right i'm going to give you an answer but then i'm going to come back and challenge you is that okay Okay. (laughs) all right um if you have true crabgrass you could take a, a very well sharpened hoe it doesn't have to be a very large hoe sharpen the corner of it and and hit the crabgrass plant with the hoe at a 45 degree angle and you could get rid of that crabgrass plant in uh, less than two seconds just by chopping right into the corner of it now here's my challenge Uh, i want to describe crabgrass and you tell me if that's what you have it is a it is a a weed that will have a central axis it will come from I'm, I'm talking about one plant not a stand of it where you have five million plants it'll have one axis of a stem it'll be light green it will have several stems that will come up from that seed but they'll all be tethered to one root system and they'll be light green and they'll have fairly short runners maybe five or six inches long the seed heads when they produce and they'll produce by now in rockport will look like little yep. helicopter rotors yep Yes, sir. All right. Corner of the hoe. You don't even have to bend over. Uh, Just whack it. And uh, then uh, if you're about ready to mow, just mow it and pick it up in the bagger. Uh, If it's going to be a while till you mow, uh, you can can flick it with the hoe. You'll get really good at it. It's kind of like using a a pitching wedge to pick up a golf ball and throw it into a bucket. (laughs) You get really really good at it. Now, the easier way, Sam, in the long run is to put out a pre-emergent in the the late winter. In Rockport, uh, timing is going to be the challenge because you don't know when when it starts growing. For, For most of Texas, I tell people about two to three weeks before the average date of the last killing freeze, and in some years, your last killing freeze might have been three years ago. So yeah. it's kind of hard to predict that. Not this year, but but uh, some years. But I would think normally for you, if you were to put out uh, one of the pre-emergent granules, one type, um, by uh, February 10th in Rockport, uh, you'd be ahead of the game for, for crabgrass. And then repeat it uh, May 10th. And you might need to repeat it again um uh, in, in late summer your your late summer treatment would also pick up the winter weeds like uh, annual bluegrass and rescue grass and ryegrass yes sir so Excellent. that that would be yeah. that would be a, an easier thing than having to go out there and whack at it during the summer and i do have a bright sided freezy hat say it the, again uh, please i have a bright story about the 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 freeze we had. I am so ready for one. Tell me. 
those Brazilian pepper bushes that were invasive, they're they grow everywhere down here. Yes. They're that freeze killed every one of them. I love it. I love it. And 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 now driving around, you can actually look and go. I really didn't think we had that many, but I mean, they stand out. They're they're still better than dead. If I mean, we could just find something to get rid of the fire ants, and we've really accomplished something. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's always hope. Oh exactly. my! Well, I appreciate that bright note. That's good. Well, have your book and love your show. Thank you so much. Take care, Sam. Thanks for the call. All right, folks, I think we are just about out of time for this week. I love doing this program. This program is an inspiration to me because it shows the diversity of this state in gardening. Uh, from Rockport to Amarillo, we didn't have any calls from Amarillo today, but from Alpine to Crockett, didn't have any calls from either of those today, but we usually do. And it's just really interesting to hear all the things that, that you all get involved with. It's a fun place to garden. Have a wonderful Father's Day. Celebrate your father. And until next week, happy gardening.